What is up, everybody? We are here for the first ever episode of Delivered Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Um, tonight, we have a special treat for you. We have my best friend, um, my drummer, and uh, fellow minister, Billy Springman, here with us tonight. He is going to be giving a powerful testimony about how God took him from drugs and alcohol and into being a minister of the gospel. And uh, we just pray that this is a blessing to you that Delivered Podcast touches your heart. Do us a favor though, hit that like, hit that share button, share this video with your friends, with your family. Uh, we want Delivered Podcast to be able to be a blessing to you. So uh, there's links in the description. If you would like to give, you can give. Um, anywhere on our, on our page, you can see those links. Um, do us a favor like and share this video though so uh for the first time we are getting ready to start delivered podcasts and tonight if you're looking for a deeper more intimate relationship with jesus the one that delivered us from addiction depression lack of self-worth and misidentification then you're in the right place this is delivered podcast What is up, my brother Billy? How are you tonight? I'm doing just fine, RJ. How are you? I am great. I'm so excited that this is the first ever podcast of Delivered Podcast, the first ever episode. Um, so honored that you have chosen to be our guest tonight. Um, when I asked you, you were all about it, ready to go. So um, honestly, I'm just going to let you hop in and give what's on your heart to give. Uh, and we'll see where this takes us. Do me a favor, guys, that's watching. If you have a prayer request, put it in the uh, comments section. If you, if you uh, need prayer for anything, we wanna pray with you at the end of this podcast. So make sure you comment your prayer request, like and share this video, and I hope you enjoy tonight. So Billy, what you got for us tonight? All right, RJ. Uh, if you saw our little video from last night, I wanted to reiterate that this God gave me something, something I went through in my life when I was a young child. Um, and it's called, uh, forgiveness in the eyes of a victim. That's good. And to, to start off, I want to read a scripture and it comes from Matthew six fourteen, and chapter six, verse 14 and 15. And it says, for if ye forgive men, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. So something that I went through as a young child shook me to my core, and it all brought it around to forgiveness. It was something that I had to learn to do. So just to start it off, is I grew up in a Christian home. My father, minister of the gospel, my mother, Sunday school teacher. Like so many people. Like so many right. people. Grew up in church. I knew the ways of God. The home was a good Christian home. And what happened, I mean, I think I was about 10 years old, into a chubby kid, into BMX bikes and baseball cards. <laughs> Life was great. You know, that's that's all I knew. You know, I, I knew no evil. That's just my upbringing. I, I just didn't see anything like that. Right. Uh, all started when my mother had answered an ad in a paper from a woman whose uh, son was in prison, jail, prison, whichever it was, and was looking for people to write to him. And my mother felt impressed to the gospel what she did something innocent that most people most christians would do is to share the gospel um i don't know exactly how long that they had you know transpired on on uh talking back and forth through letters that was before email people right <laughs> back in the old days and uh so you know um long story short on that is uh when he got out of jail, he decided to come and visit. So, you know, back this was back in the 80s. So you're not thinking anything's going to be that nefarious back 
in that that time and you know so he comes and visits the house and you know i don't know if it was the first or if it was the second visit mm-hmm. but i remember being 10 years old asleep in my bedroom and waking up to this man molesting me oh man i can't imagine that's something that no no child should ever have to go through that's and if you if you really want to know what going through hell as a 10 year old child is is waking up to that happening to you being so scared out of your mind you jump out out of bed you go to the kitchen because you don't i I didn't know what to do you know just scared out of my mind i go and get a glass of water and he followed me into the kitchen and escorted me back to the bedroom and when i laid down in that bed hell for a 10 year old kid is do you face the man and fall asleep or do you put your back to him and fall asleep that was the worst thing that i ever and it brought it brought so much bitterness and so much hatred for men as a 10 year old boy satan used that that thing that happened and just i mean he stole my innocence and i felt tainted as a 10 year old kid you feel like it's your fault you you don't know um you know i grew up in a christian home why did this happen to me why did this man do this to me and so at 10 years old it basically took me down a road that and you know i did not tell anybody i honestly believed that my father would have killed the man if i'd have told him what happened so i i buried that so you know i don't tell my parents uh, i believe maybe the next week or the next weekend uh he showed up again and he wanted to talk about what happened well this time i was a little bit braver wow and i jumped up out of bed and i went and i told my father i woke him up it's like three o'clock in the morning right i woke father up and i said this man is talking about molesting i didn't say he did that's all my dad it took my dad he jumped up out of bed and he escorted to indianapolis to the bus station right um so that was when i was 10 right you know and the whole time i'm sorry go ahead right as a as a father you know you you are very protective over your children so uh you know i can see where you could have been afraid of you know your father absolutely murdering this guy because of what he did to you and you know uh, luckily you had enough sense in you to go and tell him something that got this man out of the house the next time but exactly because i knew that i would never have to deal with that man after that night right what i didn't know was the demons that i was going to have to deal with for you know the next 10 15 years you know nobody ever really trains you or teaches you of what what's going to happen they always tell you you know um don't get around those people you have to tell and yes that's that's great you do tell somebody but they don't tell you about what's going to happen personally in your mind in your in your thoughts in in everything you know you feel like it was your fault you feel disgusted you feel uh broken i mean i was broken and I remember the next year in elementary, I think it was fifth grade, I had a male teacher and I just about flunked the fifth grade. It did not get promoted to the sixth grade just because of a male teacher. Um, To be honest with you, my father was the only male that I trusted that I even wanted to be around or even as far as just put their hand on my shoulder or something. Right. And just something so inadequate of somebody coming up and patting you on the shoulder as another man would just twist your mind right you you never forget what happened right well you even have said in the past when you became my stepfather that uh you know i would give you a hug or give you uh put my arm around you and it, it made you uncomfortable in those times because you wasn't completely okay with men yet 
and it even yeah. caused, uh, yeah. I'm sure, problems in our relationship when it was first starting out. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I, I just as a sitting down on the couch, you'd come down and, and sit down next to me and put your arm around me or we're just joking. And I would find any excuse to jump up off the couch, go get a drink of water, go to the restroom, because I didn't want put in that situation. Right. And it was nothing against you. It was something that I had to get over, you know? And uh, so, you know, sixth grade, um, fifth grade, I about flunked out of that because of the male teacher um, didn't tell anybody. And it wasn't until... I think I was 24, 25 maybe. And I had an accident at my shop that I work at and I had to have emergency surgery on one of my fingers. Well, that night when I was laying on the couch at my parents' house in so much pain, my mom stayed up with me all night that night and we were discussing, just discussing different things. And that's the first time that I told her what happened. And she, she was devastated. You know, um, nothing that my dad did. I don't blame anybody besides the devil and that man yielding to what Satan wanted him to do. Absolutely. You know, the, um, the enemy said, likes to come in at a young age and destroy you over something, you know, at a young age. You know, you had a call on your life to preach the gospel, to play the drums, to play the bass, to play music for God. But the enemy tried to come in and and separate you from who you really are. He told you that that uh, you would you weren't good enough. I'm sure, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Definitely. He told you that you weren't good enough because you allowed this to happen, or you know you you messed up and and you should have never allowed that to happen to you. And who are you to be uh, this person that gets up and minister in front of all these people? You're you're filthy. You're nasty. You're you know. This this uh, this made you gross, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I felt tainted. I felt um, I had no business. I mean, I, I ran from the call to preach for years, right? Because I I done it was what happened to me, and the devil uses that in your mind against you, and tells you that. You know, how can you exactly what you said? How can I minister to hurting people when I was hurting myself? Right. And I had to be broken mentally and spiritually to let God learn to heal me. Right. And learn that. But God will give you the healing, the intern. I had to go through some internal healings and forgiveness. I mean, that's what I read the scripture about, I mean, you know, that is very, very hard to forgive somebody who done that to you as a child. Right. So you, I could honestly say that I forgive right. that man. So now you've used this word twice now in, in this conversation. Uh, you, you've said you were broken. So what mm -hmm. I did, I did what any other good minister will do is I pulled up Google and I typed in the word, I typed in Bible verse about being broken. So I found a verse for that. Isaiah uh, 41 and 10 says, do not fear. Even in your brokenness, God will give you strength and hold you up when you can't hold yourself up. I want to read that one more time. Do not fear even in your brokenness, even when you're down, even when you're out, even when you feel broken, you don't feel good enough. You don't feel smart enough. You don't feel pretty enough. You don't feel like you're able to sing or preach good enough. God will give you strength and hold you up when you can't hold yourself up. How powerful is that? Mm. I mean, that is God will hold you yeah. up. You don't have to hold yourself up. You turn it and put it in his hands and he holds you up. That's, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Yep. So, so, um, so you know, getting back to the the addiction aspect, I really think that I was I, I had a hole that because of what happened to me, I didn't know at the time what I needed was Jesus. Right. 
So I did what every other person does that's searching for something that you don't know that you need. And I turned to drugs and alcohol. When I was uh, a freshman in high school, I, I went down the road and I, I uh, joined some friends. I wasn't the popular kid. And you get made fun of in school when, you're, when your father's a minister. Right, absolutely. So my, my next thing was if I'm gonna you know, be called a, a downcast or an outcast, let's go join them. Right. So I, I turned to the, the people that would let me do the drugs with them. And I started out with marijuana. And in high school, all during high school, smoked marijuana. And a lot of fun is not a stepping stone drug, but I would disagree with that because marijuana is what I started out with. And then it escalated into doing LSD and then it escalated into cocaine. And then of course the drinking, you know, I drank so much that I'd get off work at five o'clock and be down at the bar at five Oh five and not leave until one o'clock in the morning. I did that six days a week. Wow. Car accident. I never killed anybody, but God had a call and he's, he sees your, your beginning from your end. Right. And you know, that's, I think that's why the devil fought me so much with the addiction and what I went through is because the devil, the devil knew, I think what God wanted for my life. Right. And Absolutely. he tried to stop it. He right. tried to stop. It. Yeah. The, the enemy oftentimes, the Bible even says that, uh, God will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. There's a song that we sing in our group for Christ that, that you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. But the enemy starts, uh, you don't have to be a grown adult in order for the enemy to start attacking you. You can be uh, five years old, six years old. You know, There's things that happened to me as a kid that uh, affected me as an adult, you know, things... Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's not about my testimony, but, you know, things with my father that, that affected me being the man that I needed to be. Um, things in my life that, you know, made me feel not good enough also. And it seems that there is a theme where the enemy, number one, first and foremost, wants you to feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you agree? Yes, 100%. You know, because if he can keep you down, then he's got you. Because right. when, you, when you're down, then you get depressed. Absolutely. And you get into that dark and lonely place. And when you isolate yourself, that's when he thinks that he has you. And he, I mean, he, he can suppress you because you, you're, you're backing away from everything that's light, everything that's good. And you're backing yourself into a corner. Right. And that's the total opposite of what we need to do. If the enemy's telling us we're no good, we need to flip it for flip it for what God's saying. Right. If the devil says we're no good, you know God's saying you're the best. Right. right. Number one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Even even in the Bible, you know, the very first story in the Bible is Adam and Eve. And Eve was in the garden one day and she went up to the tree that that she knew she wasn't supposed to eat and here come the enemy right mm. here come satan the snake and begin to speak to her and he said uh why don't you eat of this tree and she says well god says that i can't eat of this tree i'm para uh, you know i'm uh what is it paraphrasing i am paraphrasing so the she says well i can't eat of this tree god said it i can't and he said, well, God knows that if you eat of this tree, it will make you like him. But the problem mm -hmm. with that is that the Bible says that God said, let us make man in our image. So she was already like God. But the yeah. enemy came in and brought misidentification and said, you're not like God. You need to do what you're not supposed to do in order to be like God. But she was already made in, in his image, right? I mean, that's, 
how many times in our life has the enemy came in and told us we're nothing, we're, we're not going to amount to anything, we're not going to be anything, and, and he's brought misidentification, whether it's through people, whether it's through family, whether it was through parents, whether it was through situations like you went through or situations like I went through, the enemy told us we aren't good enough. That's right. But Jesus came that we could have life and life more abundant. We, he came to give us a purpose. He came to give us a reason for living. He came to give us a new name, a new life in Christ Jesus. We are a new creation. Yep. We don't, That's we right. aren't identified by our past. We aren't identified by our mistakes. We aren't identified by well, the mistakes and the sin that we've done, but we are identified by a new creation in Christ Jesus. We, all things become new in, in Christ. Right. Yeah. And through Jesus, I have no past. That's good. Through Jesus. I mean, we have no once past. I, was, I like that. I was, that's right. Once I was born again, my past Right. Because you know, the only people that will bring up your past is you and the devil. Right. And other human beings. But God, once you, once you kneel at the cross and you actually pray earnestly from your heart, your, your past is wiped away. Wow. You know, and wow. he will, Jesus will never bring up your past to you because... Because once, once he speaks a word, it's done. And if he says forgiven and it's gone, he can't go against his word and bring it back to you. Right, absolutely. Um, and it, there was another thing that I, I, re, I remember listening to a message by a preacher talking about why the devil likes to keep people or anything. Right. Is if we are made in the image of Christ— and we are addicted and strung out and everything like that. When the Father looks at us, he's looking at himself addicted. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Through the that's what the devil wants. He wants the Father to look at his own image, addicted, right. torn down, right. busted, disgusted. So addicted to drugs and alcohol and everything else is he does not want us the father to see himself through us like we're supposed to be seen right that that's awesome um so true so this guy molested you mm -hmm. it caused you to feel alone isolated absolutely like you weren't good enough it mm -hmm. drove you to try drugs. It drove you to try alcohol, even though you're raised in the church your entire life. That's right. And then you get older and God begins to speak to you about these situations. Tell us what happens from there. Well, it just, I had to go learn forgiveness. That that's, I mean, it came down to, I had to learn forgiveness. And then, uh, I mean, getting back to the testimony is, um, you know, God gave me supernatural ability to lay down the drugs and alcohol without any program. Wow. You know, some, some people have to go through 12-step program and all that. And, you know, I had laid down the drugs and alcohol because I felt that there was a better calling for my life. Wow. Even before I got saved, I, I just quit all of that stuff cold turkey. Right. My friends couldn't understand why. I didn't even understand why. I just had no desire to drink or drug anymore. Right. And and honestly, my my daughter saved my life oh, wow. because uh, when my daughter was born. Uh, my mother wanted to take her to church. You know how mother is with a grandchild. They want to go show them right, off. Right. And I had sworn off church, you know, drinking, drugging. I, I had sworn. I'll, I'll go with you, mom. And so that's what got me going back to church. And within two or three services, one day I was listening to a Gaither CD that my parents had let me borrow in my van. 
and that song when he was on the cross i was on his mind mm -hmm. and that's what it took and i i right there driving down 44 jesus into my heart and it's been such a sweet road after that right well that's that's amazing you know you talk about some people have to go through a 12-step program the thought came to me and i've said this multiple times while preaching you know that we don't need a 12-step program we need a one-step program and his name is jesus right. jesus right. was the answer to all of your issues all of your problems Every, you, the, the feelings of no self-worth, the feelings of misidentification, the feelings of being depressed or you know being down or out. It was Jesus that was the missing link for everything. You, know, it, you tried to fulfill it with drugs, you tried to fulfill it with alcohol, you tried to fulfill it with uh, all these other things and so many other people do that too. But the answer was not a 12-step program, the answer was a one-step program named Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer to all our all of our issues and all of our situations. So the Lord dealt with you uh, and began to minister to your heart. And through that song, you you gave your life back to Him. And then, and then, uh, what was the process of going into forgiveness for this man? Uh, I mean, because I had shared with you. It was after I was married to your mother um, that I still really didn't have forgiveness for that man because I shared where how you would still make me feel uncomfortable when you right. hugged me. And I don't really know if it was anything drastic that happened that just said, you need to forgive this man. But I knew that once the love of Christ came into me, that... I had to forgive right. and I choose to forgive yeah. because you can choose not to do something, but forgiveness doesn't affect the other person. Forgiveness affects wow. me. I choose to forgive that man, that man miserable for what he done in the past. I don't know. Um, but my forgiveness does not affect him. It affects me right. and it makes me have the right standing with God. Right. Um, I like what you said that you know, your forgiving him didn't affect him but it affect you uh, yes. there's another scripture here that I, I want to read it's Psalms 103 and 3 and it says you kiss my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done you've healed me inside and out from every disease forgiveness is where it all starts yes where yes. healing begins, forgiveness is where uh, salvation begins, is, is that we ask God for forgiveness. And just as we ask God for forgiveness, we ask others for, for forgiveness. The, the Bible says right. if you have an ought against your brother, go to that brother and ask for forgiveness. That's right. I love what you said in that scripture. Read that again. You kiss my heart. With forgiveness, in spite of all I've done, you've healed me inside and out from every disease. Powerful. Right. Because that's how it needed to happen. It starts right inside with your heart. Right. Well, it's a heart issue. It, Unforgiveness is yeah. a heart issue. That's right. Because so, you can, you can, I had a, a mask on the outside right you know people could look at me i they wouldn't know the dysfunction that was going on in i can put a smile on my face right. i can act like life is great but it had to happen on the inside first and when it happens and starts with your heart your body and your emotions will line up with how your heart feels absolutely absolutely yeah, that, that's a great scripture yeah. I want to read it just one more time because it's so good. Psalms 103 and 3. Go look it up on your uh, Bible apps or in your Bible and uh, just think about it tonight as you're going to bed. But you kiss my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. Every disease. Uh, 
it's so weird that the scripture popped up on my screen here um, because this year, the word God give me for this year was that this would be a season of healing, a yes. season of healing. God gave me uh, a word in 2019 that 2019 would be a year of blessing. And we, we prayed into that all year long. And then in 2020, it was a year of fulfilled vision and multiple visions that were on my heart for our ministry and for what God was doing in our lives came to pass. And that right. 2021 would be a year of, of, of a season of healing. So you have healed me inside out from every disease. This is the year that he comes in and he heals you from every disease. He heals you uh, from cancer. I believe it. Can you believe sure. that with me, Brother Billy? Oh, uh, absolutely. He, he heals me from cancer. He heals me from sickness. He heals me from disease. He heals me from uh, diabetes. He heals you from, from uh, whatever sickness you're going through. He heals you from COVID. He is the answer for COVID-19. He is the answer for all the issues in this world that's going on. He is the answer. And it starts with you asking him for forgiveness. And he will kiss your heart with forgiveness in spite of whatever you've gone through, in spite of whatever you've done, in spite of what everything that the enemy has told you that is not good enough about yourself, God is willing to forgive you. God is willing to forgive uh, those who came against you. God loves you. He loves them. He loves everything about you, not you saved, not you changed, not you set free, not you delivered. God loves you just as you are sitting there in your room today. Wherever you're yes. watching this from, God loves you. And it's with his forgiveness, his kiss, the key, that verse, I, I'm, I'm stuck on that verse. You kissed my heart with forgiveness mm -hmm. in spite of what all I've done. And you heal yes. me. So first he forgives us and then he brings us healing. I think about, I know I'm going a little bit long here, but uh, he, 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 I think about the woman with the issue of blood, one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible, how that she was sick for 12 years and that she one day heard about this man named Jesus and she got, she made a conscious decision to get up out of her bed and crawl to the feet of Jesus that it was completely illegal for her to do. But but she made a conscious decision to go against the crowd, to go against what was popular, to go against what she felt, uh, what she knew was not uh, legal. She made up, she didn't feel like it, she didn't want to, she didn't, uh, she didn't have the energy to because she was bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine? 12 years of bleeding, but, but she had spent all her money. She was broke. She as going back to brokenness. She was broke. She was uh, fed up. She was messed up and she felt all alone in her situation. But because she was willing to make a decision to crawl to the feet of Jesus, That's he right. touched her. And, and not only did he touch her, but the Bible says that he said, daughter, you have been healed, but now you're a whole. He, yeah. he healed her she on the does. inside, but he made her That's whole right. on the outside. Come on. She'd done everything she could in herself right. first. You know, she went to all the doctors. She spent all of her money. I'm sure she did whatever she could right. first. Why do we always try to fix our problems ourselves right. first? And then it says she went to Jesus. Why do we not choose to go to Jesus from the very Absolutely. beginning? If she would have went to the master from the very beginning, it may not have been 12 years of her dealing with that issue. But because she took it upon herself to try to do it in her own strength, and then she lost, you know, she spent all of her money. She did it for 12 years. Did she not think, Jesus is the answer right. from then. In this season, I want us to look to the Father right. first. Absolutely. This is first and foremost. If I would have looked to the Father first, I would have not had to walk down some of the roads that I had walked down right. in my life. I would probably be a lot further along 
in my walk with Christ if I wouldn't have went through what I went through. But because I went through what I went through, I have compassion for other people who's went through addiction and stuff like I went through. Not saying that I went through it just for that, but because I went through it and I came out stronger, I can help people and I have compassion of people who go through that same kind of stuff. Right, absolutely. Um, and what's amazing is that, you know, me, I never did drugs. I, I never did alcohol. I, I never messed with addictions, you know, like that. It was, you know, mm -hmm. same way with my wife. She's never had alcohol. She never drank. She never smoked cigarettes. She never smoked marijuana. Uh, we, but yet God, has used our ministry and you're a part of that ministry to mm -hmm. reach out to those with addiction. We were just That's talking right. about this the other day that, you know, we, we have more people that support our ministry that are still working on getting over their addictions than we do church people. And it's so weird. And right. I, I, I think it's because we we're just real, you know, mm -hmm. you, 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 yeah. The church has became became so uh, uh, standoffish from uh, from the world because the Bible says that you need to be separate. But but, you know, you can be separate and still love those in need. That's right. Pe That's right. You you have to reach out to those Absolutely. people. You know, um, if a drunk man comes into your church. Are you gonna try to try to save them, try to get them to come and pray? Or are you gonna say you don't belong here? That's what the church is for, is the people that's hurting, the people that's broken. That's why we assemble together is to strengthen ourselves so we can go out and minister to those people who are broken. And we're supposed to love them and show them Christ through our love and not our judgment. Right. And that's that's why I feel like we do connect with those those type of people because they can see that we don't judge them, we right. love them. Absolutely. And and love is the answer. I mean So we talked about this last night on the live video that we did, the short video. Uh I was at my aunt's house and she may be watching right now. She was watching earlier, but she said something that that somebody had said to her that rocked her at her very core. And that was that uh, Jesus loves them too. She was upset about a That's situation, right. upset about something going on with another person. And, and she was venting to this other person. And uh, they said, well, well, Jesus, that's, that's Jesus's daughter, or that's Jesus's son too. Even though they mm -hmm. don't do what we want them to, even though they don't act the way we want them to act, even though they don't don't say the things that we want them to say. They they may uh, do drugs, they may do alcohol, they may be addicted to uh, 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 meth. They you know whatever the situation, whatever the sin, they may be facing those issues. But but and it's not what we want for them. But guess what? They are God's son and daughter too. They are his creation too. And all they need is the love of Christ in their life. The Bible says that Jesus right. did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. So why then does yes. his children, the church, condemn the world? We shouldn't yeah. condemn the world. We should show them the love of Christ, show them who they really are. They're not a failure. That's They're right. not a screw up. They're not a mess up. They're not tore up from the floor up. They're not messed up from the neck up. What they need is Jesus Christ, an encounter with Christ to change their life. And when that encounter happens, right. that encounter happens through you showing them the love of Christ. Jesus yeah. hang out, hung yeah. out, Jesus <laughs> hung out with more sinners than he did church people. That's right. The That's Pharisees right. called and him crazy. You, when, Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting, you, but go ahead. Sorry. You, uh, when you have an encounter with Christ, it it gives you a better high than you've ever had Absolutely. smoking marijuana. Snowing. Well, I wouldn't know, but... Yeah, well, I can... <laughs> but when you, feel, when you feel the anointing and the power of God 
just manifest in a room, whether it's a church service in your prayer closet, whatever it, it is, praying for somebody, when you feel that no high that I've ever had can contend to what you feel through Christ. Right. There's he no competition. The there is no competition. No competition at all. He is, that's why he is the almighty. Absolutely. And, and I know for those facing addiction that might be watching, you may feel like you are, uh, you are a failure. You may feel like you're not good enough. You may feel like that there is no hope, but the Bible says that through Christ Jesus, all things are possible. Your situation may feel impossible. It may feel like you're never going to be good enough for anybody. It may feel like those drugs have such a stronghold on you. The, the, the smoking has such a stronghold on you. That, that drinking has such a stronghold on you. And you're never going to be free. But I've come to tell you that through Christ, nothing is impossible. All things are possible through Christ Jesus. That's right. Amen? Amen. So I want you to have hope tonight. I want you to have faith tonight that that you can make it through your problems if you just turn it over to Christ every right. Jesus Christ is the answer for every problem that's right every, every problem yeah every problem I mean there's nothing too hard there's it's cocaine marijuana alcohol meth whatever crack whatever the addiction is um depression you know we really never talked about depression right. you know there was a time in my life where i was sitting in my room just so depressed but i came up with a reason not to pull that trigger you know i'm thinking my i'm you know in my mind i'm thinking god the father is screaming no right. i have something better for you right you know and thank God that I did not pull that trigger. I mean, even my parents didn't even know that. I, right. They were, I mean, I think back to what would have happened if I'd have pulled that trigger while they were home. The devastation. And then I would wake up in hell. Right. You know, there is nothing, no drug, no alcohol, no fornication, no pornography. There is nothing worth going to hell for. Right. You know? Cast everything on Christ. Let him. He'll heal it from the heart and then he'll heal the outside and it'll all line up. And I'm telling you, I have the best life in Christ than I ever did when I was going to the bars. You know, life is great with Christ. I mean, you have your ups and downs because we live in this world. But I mean, just look to Christ for everything. Absolutely. Well, Billy, as we uh, get ready to wrap up this live stream, um, I want to, first of all, say to the people watching right now, if you have any prayer request, if you have any comments, anything you want to say to us, drop that in the comments section over the next couple minutes, and we're getting ready to go into prayer uh, over you, over this podcast. We're getting ready to pray for the church we're getting ready to pray for those still dealing with addiction still dealing with depression you know you talked about depression and and uh i i went through depression myself um there was a time where uh i was in high school and didn't feel like anybody loved me didn't feel like anybody cared about me I, but i felt like i was all alone and you know i we didn't have a gun in the house at the time but uh if there was one, I probably could have used Good. it, you know, um, that was pre Billy, Billy brought guns into the house, but <laughs> luckily Jesus set me free from, um, depression before then. But, but, uh, you know, I felt like the fat kid. I felt like the one that was never going to amount to anything was going to be stuck in, in, uh, in where I was stuck in depression, stuck in, and a lifestyle that wasn't what God wanted for me. But then I began to realize who I was in Christ. Amen. I was his son. I was his beloved. I read a book called Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And that, that book literally changed the way I looked at myself, 
and the way I looked at how God loved me. He has crazy, undying love for you and for me and for Billy. He loves every one of us unconditionally. We can't fathom how much the Father loves us. Right. I mean, son, too. Absolutely. I mean, to lay down his own life, if it was just for me, he would have still went through what he went through at the cross just for me. Right. But he did it for all mankind, that everybody would be saved. Nobody should go to hell. Right. They choose to go to hell by their choices. But that, that. Right. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that we should not perish, but have life. Right? Everlasting life. Everlasting yes. life. He died so that you right. can have life and life more abundant. You don't have to live life depressed you don't have to live life down you don't have to live life addicted you don't have to live life uh uh in sin but you can live life more abundant in jesus christ you can live life forgiven you can live life forgiving others that hurt right. you there there mm -hmm. were people as i was growing up that that said horrible things about me said i never amount to anything but through forgiveness, God has brought relationship with those people back to my life. And uh, it's, it's through forgiveness. Go ahead and read your scripture you had one more time for the people. It says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, it says, For if you forgive men, the Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Wow. And then Psalms 103, the other verse that we got stuck on there for a while, was you right. kissed my heart with forgiveness. In spite of all I've done, you've healed me from the inside and out. From every disease. Not some diseases. Every. Every disease. Every. Every, every disease in 2021, Billy, I believe it's gone. In That's Jesus' right. name, I, I'm believing for it. So uh, nobody uh, had any prayer requests. So I want you to just pray for the, the people watching right now. I want you to pray over the podcast. And I want you to pray that this helps somebody that next week uh, we'll be right back here on Tuesday night with a pat. I don't know if he's a pastor or not. That's what I call him, Pastor Brian Blevins of the Hope House. He will be our guest next week. But but right now, Billy, I just want you to pray over us. I want you to pray over our ministry, over other people's ministries, and, and over these people watching. And uh, after that, we'll see what happens. Amen. Amen. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray right now that you take this delivered podcast, Lord, and you touch somebody's life with it, Lord. We're asking you right now that you just bless whoever's watching this thing. If they're going through any kind of addictions, any kind of depression, Lord, I speak right now to the spirit that fights people with depression right now, and I cast that spirit off of them right now. You are loved by the king. You are number one. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath, Lord. We're just praying right now that anybody that, faces alcoholism there is nothing that is too hard for God of, of all the ministries that might be watching for all the churches that might be watching all the churches in our nation Lord I'm asking you right now just send revival to this place right now Lord just in your spirit Lord, just bless everything that these ministers touch. Lord, let everything come to pass. All the visions that the pastors have passed, all the, the visions and the stuff that For Christ Ministries and this Delivered Podcast wants to do, we're all kingdom-minded, Lord, and we're wanting to just 
do everything that we can to reach the lost. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so faithful. Amen. And we hope that tonight has blessed you in some way. Do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button to our page, Delivered Podcast. We're going to have other content coming out. We're going to be live right here again next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Uh, not only are we going to be live on Facebook, but this video is going to be posted on our YouTube channel. Do us a favor. Go over there. Hit that subscribe button. We need to get that YouTube channel up to 1,000 subscribers um, to start helping us uh, with the cost of Delivered Podcast. Um, but this, live, this, this audio will be going live onto uh, every podcast streaming service. You'll be able to download it on your phone, listen to it in the car, listen to it at work. Uh, and we thank you for your love, for your support, all the people watching, all the people commenting, all the people that have liked and shared this uh, video today. And we hope that we have been a blessing to you. That Delivered Podcast can somehow once a week come into your life, come into your uh, house, come into your room through uh, this, this Facebook Live video and touch your life. Give encouragement, give uh, blessing, give hope for tomorrow, and give you a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus. That's, that's the goal. That's the mission is for people to come together and love on Christ, to, to realize that Jesus Christ is the answer to every problem. So tonight, if you're looking for a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus, the one that delivered us from addiction, depression, lack of self-worth, and misidentification, then you were in the right place. This is Delivered Podcast. Podcast.